Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the final Sheree Sharah. Thank you guys so much for participating and sticking around um, and being part of, 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 once again, working with Good Shepherd. And I thank you, ben, Benjamin, as always, for for having us back again. I think this was awesome. Although I've never met everybody, I've never met you guys physically with except of Siri. Um, I feel like I know you guys and it's been it's been a great run. So I appreciate you guys for sticking around and Benjamin for having us back again. So the last class. Um, is thank you guys, Sean. Thank you for everything. This has been amazing. Uh, and thanks to everybody who showed up, who stuck with it. Glad to see you here. All you guys that are part of it, you enjoyed it. You know, thank Ben. He reaches out to me. Yes. And, you know, we make it happen. So thank Benjamin. He's always kept us in his spot. So I appreciate you, Ben, as well. And I appreciate everybody that participated. Um, so last thank class, attention to, de- attention to detail, no shame in your game. Um, and that wraps up the program. So once again, the five principles are clean. We talked about credit for a few weeks. Then we talked about learning to live without two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about education. Today, once again, it's attention to detail and no shame in your game. And with attention to detail, we're talking about branding, okay? What is personal branding? And, you know, the question is no longer if you have a personal brand, because we all have a personal brand, but if you choose to guide and cultivate that brand or let it be defined on your behalf. So what does this famous Shama Heidi, a journalist, what is she trying to say by that? Can anybody help me out? What is the message she's driving home to that? Nobody's shy here. Come on. We, I don't need to. Do I have to pick out people to help out? Okay. Let me start with Diane. What is she saying? Um, personally, I feel like what she's saying is like, if you have a, if you have your own personal brand in like, if you love to sing like I do, you're going to find a way to brand yourself and put yourself out there, whether it's, your personal social media accounts or you making a YouTube channel or something or putting yourself out there, you're finding a, you're finding a way to let people know that, Hey, you love to sing 
this is what you do. It's not only a hobby. It's something that you enjoy to do. Wow, that was beautiful. Exactly. So what happens if you're like, you're in social media and you're, you're putting all these jokes up that are very explicit, you know, and you're putting all these things that somewhat can be, you know, some people could be find it offensive and, you know, you're always, you know, on your IG page, it's these pictures that are out of you at the club, out of you at a party. What is that? Now, who's going to be defining? And then at the background, you're telling people like that don't really know you that you like to sing and you're, you're a studious in school and you're an all A student. But what does your what is your brand project out if you're only showing the side I mentioned earlier? Um, That's the thing about branding. Like, it's a good thing. And it's also a bad thing as well. Because like, if you're, if you're branding yourself just to let people know, like, oh, this is what I do. It's not only a hobby. But then you're posting stuff that are offensive and stuff like that. You have to be able to watch out for Does that define your those- brand? Does your post define your brand? Brand? It kind of does. It does. What if you're saying, oh, it's just my IG page or it's just my Facebook page. But on my LinkedIn, I'm suit and tie and I'm very professional. Does, yeah, does, does Instagram still define your brand? It does because it's like you're contradicting yourself. Exactly. Do you think employers or people that want to do business with you or people that want to meet you to colleges, do you think they only looked at your LinkedIn page or they looked at Facebook and they look at Instagram as well? Well, my older sister told me that they look at everything. So it doesn't just go from your LinkedIn page. Exactly. So can you live like this double life where you feel like, oh, it's just my Instagram page and I can put whatever I want there. I want to show myself partying all the time. I want to show myself acting up and wilding out. It's okay because it's just Instagram. No, it's not okay. Because at the end of the day, that one picture can cost you that job that you want. Exactly. So, so this is what she's saying when she asks, like, to cultivate your brand and let it be defined on your behalf. So if you're putting all this stuff out there, that's, that you're just, that you don't want people to associate you as your brand. Are you letting, you're letting society define who you are, correct? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, like, okay, like, I'm going to use Siri as an example. If you go to her Instagram page, it's all professional about what she is, what her cause is, what she's working towards, what she's trying to do. There's nothing in there that doesn't seem fall in line with who she is. And if your Instagram page and your social media is there's even one post, like you just said, that does not reflect who you are, then you need to remove it. Agree? Because if not, it goes right back to this saying that Shema says, like, or let it be defined on your behalf. Correct? Yeah, I agree. And I and I'm a control freak and I don't want anybody to define like when you ask people like, you know, please tell me what you think, who you think I am, what I am. You should already kind of have in your head what you expect people to say. You shouldn't be surprised. Oh, sorry, I have more participants letting you shouldn't be surprised by um, by somebody's opinion for the most part. I mean, there's people, honestly, that are going to tell you things that you know, they may have issues of their own and they're just trying to, you know, vent it on. But in generally, if you ask a group of 10 different people randomly, you can just kind of be aligned with who you are and what you think. That's kind of know when you have it right, you know. So let's continue. Personal branding is a practice of people marketing themselves and their careers as brand. Like, for example, I had a friend um, 
she's she's a, she she has her master's in public administration and she's actually she just moved back here from Texas and she's looking for a job and she sent her resume out to a recruiter and the recruiter rudely replied to her and said oh you're basically you're not qualified for this job and she was going to respond to her in a and just in a way to let her put it she was going to put her in her place and she read the email back to me. I said, why don't you read what you want to say to her and read it out loud and read it to me. And she's like, just, she wanted me to know, Sean, is this email offensive? I said, well, read it to me, read it out loud because you need to hear it, what you're saying. And then, and then we'll let you decide. So as she couldn't even finish what she was reading without kind of laughing and smirking and realizing herself that it's offensive, you know, was the recruiter wrong to kind of sell it, tell her bluntly, she's not qualified for this? Absolutely. The recruiter was rude. She was arrogant. I read what she said to her. It was very offensive. But that doesn't mean you have to respond in an offensive manner. And why do you think I suggested her not to respond to the recruiter in an offensive way? Can anybody help me with that? You don't want to burn your bridges. Exactly. Exactly. And at the end of the day, the recruiter is in a position of power, right? She's the one holding the keys to opportunities and jobs and not you. You're in a position where you're and that's what life is. You got to realize what, where you are, what position you're in. And to me, I told her, you know, just respond to her. Thank you for your um, constructive criticism. I look forward to hearing you shortly with something that more aligns with my with my job skills. Yeah, because you can come back. Respond. You can come back and you know, and then be qualified. Would have gotten the training that you need to qualify for the job, and then reapply, and then she could take you. So you just never know. And that's you know, if you're even open to go back to that 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 position. Right. And, and, and what young people may not realize, and as older people realize, this world is very small. She's in the position of recruiting. You may apply somewhere, you may work with another headhunter, and they know one another. And she may easily forward your response to her. And because I truly take pride in knowing that anything I put out there, especially if I type it or email it, can live out there forever. Like a personal branding thing for myself personally, you know, I've been doing finance. I've been in the financial literacy space for about six years now, if not longer. I've purchased real estate. I have, I've been, a, you know, I have children. I'm, I'm a great dad. All these great things. When you Google my name come up. But last year I had an incident with JetBlue where basically one of the flight attendants was very rude and I, and I, and I called her out on it and I had an incident with JetBlue. And now when you Google my name, and I, I actually filed a lawsuit against JetBlue for the way I was treated on the flight. But now when you Google my name, that's the first thing that pops up. That's wow. the first thing that pops up based on all the other things I've done. And it was a lady that was being rude to me and I just addressed her basically. And now when you Google Sean Linda, you'll see JetBlue, JetBlue, JetBlue. And, you know, and I didn't think it through as myself. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this thing would have this effect where now push down is other great things that I've done, but up front is the altercation with JetBlue. That's and so think- interesting. That's interesting. You brought that up because there's a guy really quick. There was a guy, I was watching a news art, a news um, story about this guy. He was so upset because his brother-in-law basically is, is gay and he's not, but he was defending him. And so um, the Chick-fil-A, the, the, the company Chick-fil-A, they don't support that pretty much. And um, he, the guy that's, you know, was supporting his brother went to one of the, the um, one of the Chick-fil-A went through the line and pretty much attacked video, had a videotape 
attack the girl in line, you know, at the as a cash register or the cashier. And and for no reason, because although he was mad with Chick-fil-A, he should have directed that to the corporation and not to that individual that worked there. Anyway, long story short, the guy lost his job because it went viral and the guy lost his job. And then he found like all the good things that he did was dismissed just because of this thing. And although he was supporting his brother in the right way, it still backfired. And he found himself without a job for a year. So that's my point to you is that even myself, we all have to be very mindful and understand like the world that we're living in, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, the sad thing is public opinion is your court and jury, right? And good, innocent or not, some people will decide for you because even through that whole JetBlue thing, and it was funny, everybody that you can tell, like, so Fox News had it on, CNN had it on, different news outlets, everybody from certain liberal <laughs> stations were like, I can't believe what happened to Sean. I can't believe this this happened. I can't believe JetBlue acted in it. But then the, the right-wing news outlets were like, what did he do? How could he have, he couldn't have, he had to do something. They couldn't have just acted this way. So, you know, it was judge and jury. So my point is you really have to understand the world we're living in and try to keep focusing on your brand. And how can I, what can I do moving forward to just continue to be who I am? Continue to be who I am, continue to bring positive energy and know that one, it, it'll transition out. Um, so let's talk asked, about somebody asked huh? if there was no social media present that was uh, David if there was no social media present. yeah I taped the video I put the video out there of, of you know I don't want to waste the whole class on it but yeah there was a video and then we posted the video and that's where the debate came no oh, no, so he he asked, no he asked what's the effect of not having a social media present what's the effect of well you're old school I would say that and I think in the time we're living in I think um Sorry, David, I'm, I'm multitasking and Larry's not in. Um, what, so I think the time that we're living in is that social media presence, it's just, a, it's just a new way of doing business. I think it's something you have to participate in. I think, I think it's something you have to become a part of. Um, and I think it's, it's more, it, it does more value than it does harm. I mean, I think you can set yourself up on LinkedIn, which can show you know, your, your resume, basically. I think, like, like we were talking to Diane earlier, you know, everything is on social media. So if your Facebook page or Instagram page kind of reflects who you are and you position it that way, I think that would only add value to who you are. So um, I think on the other hand, too, is like if you didn't post the video of what really happened, it would only be your word against their word. So social media, social media also has a part of like showing proof and evidence of really, what really happened. Yes, Absolutely. love that. Yeah, but you but you still have the court of public opinion. People see things in different ways, and sure. that's the thing about it. That's a crazy how you see it. How you see things is based on your experiences in life and your upbringing. How other people see things is totally different. So you have to understand, you know. And for the people that that were kind of from the right side and that were had their opinion, you know, I I don't judge, and it, it is not for me to 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 tell them. You know, you just have to understand. You have to stick with your plan, stick with your branding and keep moving forward. And, you know, throughout life, people are going to continue to judge you and form opinions of you. But you have to know who you are and what you reflect and what you represent. And your social media and your branding has to reflect that because people are going to judge you and people are going to listen. You know, I'm not I'm not the over religious person, but, you know, for those Christians that are listening to here, hey, they crucified Jesus Christ and hung on a cross and who I can't be better than him. 
So <laughs> you have to understand everybody is judged. And you have to know that all I can control is what's within me, what I want to project, what I want to put out there, you know, the energy that I want to put. That's all you control. What people, the opinions that people form of you after your after your project is their opinion. And everybody has a right to an opinion. But you can't let it get to you to the point that it, it's going to take you off your course of action. Okay, David, you asked because you don't have any online presence whatsoever. Well, I think it's important. We all can agree. Who can agree? Let's give David the thumbs up that we think he needs to create a social presence, a social on, an online presence. If anybody disagrees, let me know. But I think my personal opinion, my experience, David, I think it's something that you need to create for yourself and brand yourself. And you're good. You're fresh. You're new. And you can, because people are going to be looking. I think people would find it more of not the norm that you don't have a social media presence. I'd be like, who is this guy? Why doesn't he have a social media presence? I think Warren Buffett said, if you're not in, so if you're not on social media, then you're just not, he said something really like bad, but he was like, yo, like, you're just not, you're not, you're not, um, you're just, you're stupid pretty much. Like you're not, and not to call you stupid, David, but that's what he said. Like, if you're in business and you're not on social media, you're not relevant. Right. And so that, that, that's why, um, and, well, let and me break it down and let me break it down another way. Um, what for people to be successful in business, you have to adapt and change to your current environment. Yes. Right. And if you have to continue to evolve, like people like myself, people like Siri, we're continuing to evolve. Like, you know, you have to continue to push yourself. Like, you know, when I was in college, they used to throw a lot of parties. They used to hand out flyers and I'd be outside, bar, I'd be outside classes, whatever, giving people flyers to my event. Well, that's not, the, I wouldn't be able to pack a house doing it in today's world. I'd have to be connected with social media. I'd have to be able to email, blast people to let them know of my event. If I was still the guy handing out flyers, then I have a problem. Like, okay, perfect example. A guy came into my store yesterday and I've known this guy. He's been coming to my store for at least 10, 15 years. And, you know, he got upset at me because I would just support him. He sells CDs, music CDs, reggae music CDs. And today in 2020, He's still selling CDs. And I said to him, do you think your product is relevant to today's market? And he got upset and he got upset. So he came into my store yesterday because he had some customers in my store trying to sell CDs. And they looked at him like he was crazy. <laughs> and one guy gave him the $5 for a CD just to say, let me just support you. And he left the CD on my, on my table at my store because it has no purpose. So my point is, if you're not evolving, and his pitch was Spotify and iTunes don't have the latest music. He has the latest music. And people once again looked at him like, this dude is crazy. So if you have to evolve, the, the, the market is saying right now, it, social media is where people see who you are and see who you're present. And I think it would do you a disservice if an employer or a school cannot find anything on social media. I, I think the person that would have a, a stronger social media presence may take priority over you. The other thing is really quick and not to take over the conversation. Social media allows you to build your, your, your followers, your supporters, right? So if you decide one day to start a business, those people, you already have a, a loyal fan base that will support you. Right. But if you don't have any presence on social media or people don't know about you, besides the people you have in your network, then it's going to be harder to get sales um, or to sell your service. So that's just something also to keep in and, mind. And one thing that Benjamin said in the chat, which I think is wonderful, it sums it up. Like you can pick your platform. Like yeah, you can decide, I, I only want to be on LinkedIn. 
I only want to be on Instagram. I only want to be on Facebook, which is great. You know, if you're, if you don't want to be like in the, so like really like back and forth messaging part, you know, LinkedIn can give you a professional setting. I'm going to let people know like, Hey, you know, I'm not into this, the Instagram, the Facebook and the TikTok, but my professional status is right there for you on LinkedIn. So I think um, that is great advice. So let's go back to the slides. How do you create a personal branding statement? Okay. And now I think these are things that when you're creating your personal brand, it's something that um, it's ongoing. You know, it doesn't have to be so fixated, meaning that you have to, if, if a year from now you see that you're changing, you're evolving, oh, I got to go back to my original personal branding statement from a year ago. No, this is something that you're constantly evolving, but it's a reminder of what you stand for, who you reflect. So every person you meet, every hand you shake, well, sorry, elbow bump that you do, every email that you send out, every post, every DM, it reflects your brand. And so the things that you should be looking at is what are your values? You know, what do you believe in? What do you, what are you strong about? What are your interests? What are your beliefs, your ethos? Um, what are your skill sets? What do you do better than most people? And now I asked the important question a while ago to a friend. I said, should you do what you, should you be in the field that you're, that you're good at or should you be in the field that you're passionate at? Because sometimes your passion doesn't align with your skills. You know, if my passion my passion is, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I loved basketball and, you know, I would have loved to be playing in the NBA. That was my passion, but my skills reflected something totally different. My skills reflected that, hey, I'm good in business. I'm good quickly thinking I can see an opportunity and I can size it up right away and see where if we can make money or lose money on it. So I realized I was more a business guy. Even when I worked in corporate, you know, when I worked on Wall Street, I worked for Chase, American Express. I realized like the corporate setting was something was was challenging for me. It was not, I didn't see myself becoming the next CEO of, of a major company. And to me, if I couldn't reach the very pinnacle, then that's not a, a direction I wanted to go. And I said, you know, it's better I do entrepreneurial things. Cause like I said, in college, I threw parties, did all kinds of different things. And I think I was always successful at doing those things. So it took me a while to realize that my skills is in entrepreneurialism and kind of seeing, seeking opportunities. My passion is, is basketball. So the question comes again, you know, you have to ask yourself, and it's really having an honest conversation with yourself. Um, what are my skills? And for like the LeBron James, the Tiger Woods, they're the fortunate few where their skills, I think, align with their passion. I would think that, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe LeBron's yeah. passion is not basketball. But if you can align both, God bless you. But you always have to be real with yourself. So maybe sometimes your passion may not align with your skills. Your skills may give you the best return on your investment. But I think what can happen if you're patient with yourself, you can segue where you're, you can, uh, you can kind of marry your skills and your passion down the road. But initially you may just want to take advantage of the skills that you have to build that, you know, financial, um, financial security. And then as you get older in life, say, okay, now I'm going to now, you know, more go align with my passion is not so much about the money because I've set myself up already. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So you have to ask yourself, these, these, these personal branding things are 
about for you to dig deep in your inner soul. The, these things are is going, to, is going to make you successful and give you what we talk about in financial literacy, that life that you choose for yourself, that nobody else can choose for you. You choose for yourself. And like I said, personal, building your personal brand is an investment in you. It's an, a direct investment in you where you are going to receive the benefits. And so many people go through life and do not figure out their personal brand. It gets back to the initial statement where it's like, you're letting your brand, you're letting people define who you are. Okay, next to, slide. Go ahead, Jeff. Something here um, with branding. As, as many of us grow and become more mature, we look back at what we may have posted, like you said, in the past and find it to be something that could hold us back, whether in a corporate setting or in a business setting. There is a thing called the right to be forgotten. So you may be able to take segment, segment of stuff you've posted and have it removed from all social media. This is done in Europe. And right now it's, uh, it's being discussed to be done here. All right, so that is something for people who have made mistakes, posted the wrong things, and now realize, you know, what can I do to take these things out of the internet so everyone can't see it? So there's a thing called the right to be forgotten and um, that will allow you to take some of the things that you posted and remove them or to take yourself totally out of social media. And if you're rebranding yourself, you've matured, you see where you're going, you have more focus, you have great ideas now, all the stupid stuff you might have done before, now you have a chance to redo it again. Does that also include like uh, maybe possible negative things that people might have said about you that weren't true? I can't speak on that. Um, that it, it may only look at what you personally put up yourself. Okay. So uh, I don't I don't fully say I understand all of it, but I know in Europe they have something where if a person does not want to stay on social media, they have the right to be forgotten, and everything is wiped. That's something interesting because I'm I'm going to share that with my client. But I was also thinking, does that also have to do with um, do you have to pay for that service? Not in Europe. Based on what I understand, it's a right that you have. And here you may have to pay for it under certain companies that try to market that. So um, I think in San Francisco, they may have put that under some legislation form to give you that right. But as um, New York City, I don't know if it's here yet. Thanks for sharing. But I would say to you, you know, everybody that's listening in, you know, personal branding starts with, you know, confidence and believing in yourself and putting it out there. Like for me, if I'm going to do something and I'm working towards something, I have no problem putting that energy out there. I have no fear of somebody stealing my idea because I want to put that energy out there. I want to talk about it. I want to, I want the universe to hear what I want to do. And to see how receptive they are and understand what I need to do and get the feedback. So to me, you know, and not being scared, like I've come up with so many different ideas and things that people were like, wow, really? That's what you, and it's like, maybe beyond people's scope, like that is so, it's such a big initiative. And to me, I don't have a problem putting a big initiative out there and telling people, this is where I want to do. This is what I want to do. And if I don't get there, that's no problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel a way about, you know, 
people, I, I'm, I'm very open to constructive criticism, as I think you all should be. And I take it in. And it doesn't mean if someone says something insulting or that I find offensive, I'm going to hit them back with something offensive. I just take it in and I say everybody has a right to opinion. That's what I have in my head. And I think you should go through life with understanding that not everybody's going to be a fan of Sean, but you know, I have more people that I think believe in me and I can depend on than not. And that's just how you have to look at things and, and not be scared to put yourself out there and get opinions and really achieve what you want to do in life. Um, so personal branding is to create a vision for your future. Implementing that vision can lead to better jobs, better contacts, better clients for your company, industry recognition, and so much more. So I want somebody to tell me why do you... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think that it, it will lead to that. Why do you think branding yourself or having a vision will lead to all of this? Because sum it up. Why do you think that is true? Because everything starts with every, every business that's ever been built started with an idea, which is a vision. So if you don't have if you don't have a vision, you don't have all you all you, if you don't have a vision, all you have is an idea, and right. like you have to you have to put that vision slash idea into reality. You have to. What is your, what is becoming a vision like? Oh, you know, I want to start my own company, but I don't really know. I don't know if I'm ready. What do you think? I want to make you know. I want to make these three D types glasses, and I don't know what people are going to think about them, but. You know, I'm thinking about doing my own company. I'm thinking about, but you know, well, will it really work? Well, I've thought about it, and you know, I don't know. How does that sound? How? What are you putting out to the universe when you talk like that? Negativity. Like you don't, you don't know what you want to do. Basically, with that person that you're telling this to, people that you're speaking to, are they going to believe in you? Are they going to want to be like part of something like that? No, they're not going to believe in you because you don't believe in yourself. Exactly. But if you said it now, listen, I think that. 3D sunglasses is a new thing. I've done my research. Studies show that people are tired of the 
the, the one-dimensional lens, the 3D lens, it actually, it reduces light, it helps them see better, it gets a better vision. It's almost like corrective eye surgery with the glasses. This is what my plan is. And I've looked in, I've looked at my competitors and here's what I'm gonna do. How does that sound? Raphael, are you there with me? Hello? You guys hear me? Yeah, I feel like that sounds so, so much better. Does it sound like I'm confident? I know what I'm doing? Yeah, it's like you've, you've done your research on what you want to sell and who, and like, like you said, who your competitors are and what you can do better, what they're not doing. So it kind of gets you, kind of gets you like um, people to be like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. Like, we definitely, we believe in him, you know? Like, you believe in yourself. Right. How does my confidence sound? On 100. Exactly. And that's what people, people gravitate to people with confidence and that can back up what they're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Even, even when I teach this program, you know, when I teach this program, I teach it with real life examples, good and bad, correct? Hello, correct? Yes, correct? Correct. Right, and Jeff, good and bad. Siri, good and bad. Because the point is, is like, I believe in, you know, you also lead by example, and then you, I, I'll say a point and I'll drive it home, the message home with a real life example. So that you guys understand how, like, how practical it is, how it can be used, right? And I think that's the key to like any type of situation where you really got to say what you're saying with confidence, but you're going to back it up with some kind of something that's real, you know, not quote unquote, the fake news that we've been hearing a lot of on TV. But some people that even deliver a fake news, they deliver such confidence, it almost seems believable. And you have to kind of take a step back. Um, where do you start? We mentioned this before, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. These are all great ways to start building your brand. You know, I, this is stuff that I've said already. Engage your industry online by posting relevant content. And now, uh, you know, if you go to my Instagram page, do I have some personal stuff that are fun? Of course I do. You know, everything is not business one-on-one, but there's nothing that I believe would put me in a negative light. Something where like, people are going to like, look at that. Why would he say that? Or how would he say it? Because I don't want to be judged like that. Um, creating a personal website, participating in chat forums and meetups. So these are great. They're all over the, I mean, I know Eventbrite, you can go on there and you can join different meetings, different groups, real estate, tech, whatever you're into. And just instead of having to take the Ford train, take this train to get there, you're just there right in the room, having a conversation with like-minded people. <laughs> um, constantly manage your social media and emails and sync emails. Another important thing, how you write and articulate yourself is a reflection of you. And I always say, you know, my secret is everything I email and send out, for the most part, I'll read it out loud. If you read things out loud, you find your mistakes, you're able to correct them. And, you know, I don't assume if, you know, informal conversation, it's not a bad thing when people kind of break it down. Like, I think like Benjamin, Benjamin and I, we've had a relationship now for like three years, right? Ben, probably a little bit more, if not longer. And um, I can tell you, you know, as much as Ben and I are, are professional, 
I think we, we can have somewhat of a little bit informal conversation and it would still be okay. But we had to build to there. And I always say, I'm not the first to be informal. If I'm having a conversation with you, I'm going to stay as professional as I can until you become, if you choose to go become informal, then maybe I will then loosen up a little. But I don't want to assume that who I'm speaking to is okay with having an informal type conversation. Does anybody know that, just to be clear, does anybody understand the difference between the informal and formal conversations? Elizabeth, I already went to you Maxine, do you know the difference between informal and formal conversation? I cannot say that I do. Okay, I love your honesty. Okay, let's give you an example of a formal conversation. Maxine, how are you? I'm well, and how are you? I'm well. How's business? So far, it's doing great. What opportunities are you looking for? I am looking for management positions and looking for to bring some people onto my team as well. Is there anything that I can help to assist you with that? Well, what, well, let's see, what do you, in, in the way of management and management um, capital, as far as human capital, what is it, what is your expertise? I have expertise in human capital, and I have expertise in just general capital. But you see the conversation, that's formal, right? Let's, okay. let's go to informal, let's go to informal. Hey, what's okay. going on? What's good? What's <laughs> good? <laughs> I, I heard you doing this. I heard you got this little thing going on. And you know, how can I become part of that, yo? Well, let me see. Uh, about after 5.30, you can hit me up then. I can hit you up? Okay, bet. Okay. All right, I'm going to let my people know about what you're doing, all right? And I'm, I'm going to get back to you. Um, uh, you know, I'll IG, I'll DM you. Cool. I appreciate it. You see, a little informal, but you okay. went there with me. You see, you went there with me, which was just like, <laughs> maybe shows you're comfortable, but imagine I initiate a call like that and you're not expecting that. Right, okay. I can tell your personality, you are okay with that. Yes. But but you don't know your audience, if they're gonna be okay with that. You're True. assuming that everybody's okay with that. You mm -hmm. you floated well. We flowed well. We I think we we could have got the same results, formal informal, with you. But not everybody looks at it in that way. You know what's okay. interesting, Sean? I, I I like that example. But it's interesting because like now, and I think once you get more familiar with your 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 network or the people, your supporters, or even what more comfortable in your space, um, the more the more informal you can be, or you feel like you can be. So for instance. I'll give you an example, not even using myself, but the budget nista, right? So what she, how she approaches her, her, her audience, and she has a huge audience. She's very informal. She's like, "Yo, what's up?" Or she's like, "Yo," um, she's like, "Yeah, how y'all?" Or thank y'all, whatever she, whatever. I can't remember the slogan she, but it's very informal. It's very like, "Wow, this girl," but she has a huge following. Like, I mean, like people from all walks of life are in her network and I think it's because she can she's approachable. So it really depends on what what industry you're in and even like what you're looking to okay, so let, 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 let me just say this. So that, that's a different dynamic where she's she has an active audience, she's building an audience, she's more of an entertainment, she's what well, while finance. But I can tell you if she's going into a meeting looking for sponsors, looking for people, like if she's going into a meeting where she has to be the one with the ask, where she's going in to meet with Chase, Payne Weber and asking her to sponsor her or to to, to partner with her 
I guarantee you she has to go in in a professional setting. Right. If you're growing your brand and who you want to create your brand to be, and this is her niche, then that's fine. But it's really, it's more like, like with my podcast, you know, our huge following is built off the fact that we make financial literacy easy to understand. But there's still a point in me if I'm meeting with like LinkedIn sponsored in some of my events, I can't have like an unprofessional meeting with LinkedIn. It's just not, you know, you can't, you got to know your audience, know where you're going and the direction you're going. But I I wouldn't stop the budgetista from what she's doing to attract an audience. But I'm talking more or less in a professional sense. In a business, a business meeting. Got it. Correct. Does everybody understand that? Good, good, good comment, Siri. Does everyone understand? Because I think that really makes the message even clearer what I was trying to say. Understood. Before we move on. Uh, another example is when, like, for example, I'm upstate, I need to have credit provided for me through um, hardware stores in the area. I don't want to rely just on one store. So I might have an account and with Lowe's, I may also have an account, which I do with Ace Hardware Store. So I call up Ace, I speak to whoever handles the account, I explain who I am in a very professional manner. And once they see, oh, you do have the building, we know where it's at because it's a small conservative area. Um, they, they give me a line of credit. And um, as long as my relationship with them for us paying it, it's good. We have a great business relationship. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Let's go on to the next slide. Seven tips to writing a strong personal brand statement. And I think this is something that you should really sit down with yourself. You know, you have to love yourself. You have to take the time to be with you and understand, like, I am my best friend, you know? So this is something where you got to sit down, relax, take a breath, be honest, have a cup of tea, do what you got to do to get yourself in that Zen mode and sit down and write, what are your attributes? Find two things that separate you from your competitor that make you unique. And everybody has one. Everybody has one. You guys all have it. So find two attributes that make you unique, if not more. Then choose an audience where you think your skills are most useful. And once again, keeping it, as they say, as an informal way, keeping it 100 with yourself. Where are your skill sets most useful and what will yield the highest return? And meaning what will yield the highest return, look over these industries and figure out what industry would matches my skill set that can pay me the money that I'm looking for, I can build to that. And like I said, passion and skills are two different things. If they align with each other, beautiful. They may not. Okay, I'm, I own real estate. I have tenants. I'm not a fan of tenants. I mean, I love my tenants, don't get me wrong. But the day-to-day management of tenants, I'm sure Jeff can agree, is, is a lot of stress. So you have to really make sure your passion, you understand your skills versus your passion. Be honest with yourself. Don't lose phrases like, I'm the best, you know, unless you truly are. Um, But, you know, understand, it's also being honest with yourself, like not being the best, something makes you realize where you need to work on or where you need to get better. And one thing, you know, part of the reason why I moved to New York City, because I never, I I always said, if I can do well in New York, I can do well anywhere, like the cliche says, but there's always somebody that's a step ahead of you in New York City. That's what I love about New York. You think you're here. You'll walk down the street, a guy will meet you in ripped jeans, ripped t-shirt, and he's at a whole different level than you are. And it just makes me work harder. 
New York's a city that I love because there's always somebody that you can that can mentor you that's doing something on the next level that you can even imagine. Um, make it memorable. Your brand statement should be something that you know you can remember easily, and people around you can remember it easily. Like the projection should be like something that's memorable. Make sure your self-impression is consistent with other people's impressions of you. Ask your personal friends how best to describe you. You know, get feedback and people, because you may not, like I know sometimes I can be short. And, you know, I need my friends like Jeff, Siri, to tell me like, hey, Sean, you know, you need to check yourself today. And, you know, so, you know, your people around you, your circle, you should ask them, you know, honestly, what do you think of me? What are things I, you think I should work on? You know, and, and just take it in. And if you think it's applicable to you, then, then, then work, it's a self-improvement thing. We talked about marketing yourself. And then we even talked about it all stay updated. Like, I mean, your personal brand should be revised at least once a year. Like if you're not, if your personal brand is the same as it was a year or two years ago, then you're not doing the exercise correctly. You should always be updating because different things like COVID came, the pandemic came, your, your direction should change. Your, where you wanna go, how you wanna reposition yourself because we're, we're, we're in a pandemic. We have to see where the new opportunities are that lie. Always, always, always show confidence. So, so, so important. Confidence will take you so far. Not arrogance, there's a difference, but confidence will take you so far. And confidence comes with knowing your business, doing your homework, not just speaking off the top of your head, like doing your, I'm always trying to stay current with finance, financial literacy, because I don't want somebody to ask me a question that I really can't answer and I'm stuck and I'm lost for words and I, and I say, I don't know. So I'm, cause I'm in this industry, I'm always trying to stay abreast of what's going on, you know, keeping in the loop, understanding my business, understanding my audience, you know, from this section, I've learned so much just teaching this class once again, because things are changing, things are evolving. We had to change, redo the format of the course because of recognizing the current state of the economy where we're in. If I was teaching things, if Jeff and I were teaching the same class that we taught two years ago, we wouldn't be current. Right or wrong, Jeff? We can't teach the same thing we taught two years ago because the, everything has evolved. Things have changed so much. So to stay current, Jeff and I meet at the beginning of every session and say like, where are we now? What do we need to change in this pro upcoming program? Because this is where the world is today. Even when we teach this back again, another class in January, things are gonna be changing and we're gonna to have to adjust the program to accommodate to, the, to evolving. Effective networking during COVID. See, this is, an, this is an adjustment, exactly what I talked about. Warm contact versus second and third degree contacts. So I think the point of this is, you know, you have to keep your contacts warm. You have to like continue to grow that reach. Even in these participants, if there's somebody in this participant that you felt was giving great answers, was adding value, someone was nice, I would say, you know, that's somebody that you could reach out to. That's somebody you may be able to form a relationship with. You know, this is how it's done in the new world. You know, I wasn't even a fan. I found it so odd, like where people directly DM me and like, want to create some kind of relationship business relationship and so forth and I had to get used to the fact this is the new world that I'm living in you know my world was more face-to-face -face, handshake type world growing up but it's no longer that world it's the world of hey I may meet you on I may like what you're posting on Instagram and I'm going to reach out and say hi to you and I don't and I shouldn't find that weird you know uh, people on Facebook 
have reached out to me. I shouldn't find that like, you know, intrusion of my space. So you have to look and see like, hey, be receptive to these things. You know, it's also really quick. Um, so I'll give you a story. Like basically I reached out to Hill Harper, who is now my good friend via via DM on Instagram. So you have a lot of access to people that you probably wouldn't normally have access to. Um, some of them may be celebrities and some of them may be, you know, influencers in their own right. Uh, but I think um, using using DMs is a, is a very powerful tool uh, to get access to people that you probably wouldn't normally get access to. And, in, 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 you know, in a face-to-face -face environment. Exactly. I want to just reiterate that we're, we're moving up to the five-minute mark on the, on the class. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, a non-intrusive way is like sharing articles. I think that's a great way, sharing things. Not over, I think you should also respect people's places because I got people that will, will just like share their breakfast meal with on a WhatsApp message and share what they had for lunch. And I just, sometimes I think it comes a little bit overbearing. So I think you should be mindful of people's space, but I think sharing information, sharing things is a great way to, to network and, um, and, and, and grow, grow your reach. Virtual happy hours. I know people started doing that in the beginning a lot of the pandemic. I don't know how much they're continuing, but it's something you can do with your friends. Like with my, some of my friends I went to school with, we try to get together once a month in like a group chat and so forth. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Video conference etiquette, etiquette. Dress to impress, control video and audio quality. I'm just going to read through them because I want to get through the, the smart goals and no shame in your game. All right. Adjust your lighting. Think about video backgrounds. Practice speaking to the camera, not the screen. Get the right angle on your screen. Be mindful of your actions on camera. These are things that I constantly have to work on. I'm horrible when it comes to video conference. That's why sometimes I don't turn the video on because I can never get the alignment just right. How Jeff is centered perfect and everything is perfect with his alignment. I'm still trying to work to get there. Um, let's get into SMART goals. Make sure your goals are specific, meaning like, well-defined, they're measurable. How do you, sometimes people have goals and I don't know what their measurement is of, of success. Like what makes this goal successful? What are the key metrics that'll make you say, oh, I've achieved my goal. Make sure it's attainable. Make sure it's relevant, it's current in today's market and make sure it's timely. And if something is a big goal, like, you know, I wanna, I wanna go, I wanna be um, an astronaut and be the, one of the, First one, I want to be able to go to the moon. Okay, you gotta break that goal up in sections. All right, like one, I want to get in. I want to get into engineering at MIT. Two, I want to get a job at NASA. Three, I want to move up and become this position at NASA. Four, I want to get this position. Make them like set, break up that goal and make small, measurable goals in between there to achieve your final goal. Now. We're on no shame in your game. And these are our tips to help you live a clean life. All right. Identify your gift or dream. Continue to write down your goals. Stay open-minded to constructive criticism. Criticism. Align yourself with the right people. As you can see, like my small circle of friends, like Mr. 850s here are all people that, you know, to me, bring me positive energy all the time. Stay on your path to success. The thing, there's a thing that we call life. And, you know, I'll tell you, most people that don't achieve their success is because they, they'll have an, something that happens to them in life that'll throw them off their path and they never get back on. 
And you got to understand, we're all going to get thrown off our path. I get thrown off mine all the time, but I'm always on the mindset I need to get back on. Failure doesn't even exist. It's just learning. All right. I should even change it. Failure is a great learning tool. There's no such word as failure. It's just learning. What I mentioned earlier, chip away at things. Have very thick skin because with success comes criticism. The higher you go, the more you achieve, the more the critics come out the corner. It's up for you to have that confidence that we talked about and that mindset that I am going, I am set to achieve and I'm going to achieve. Remove your emotions. We talked about the ex example with my friend. Remove your option, remove your emotions and never close the door. You don't know how or when you'll be able to leverage that door. Don't burn any bridges. Deal with a sense of integrity, pride, integrity, confidence, who you are, respect yourself, love yourself immensely. Um, focus is an acronym. Follow one course until successful. Keep going. Keep going. Be a trailblazer and set paths for others to follow. You know, this is all about generational wealth, leaving something behind, understanding that you are setting examples. There's people that you don't even realize that are watching you and looking up to you and, and eliminate, eliminate and mimicking and trying to do what you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the program. I hope any, I didn't feel rushed or anything like that. Does anybody have any questions? Anybody want to leave any comments? And like I said, constructive criticism, I'm okay with. We have like two minutes. Anyone? Uh, oh, one thing for, oh, it's Brandon here. Uh, one thing that I really do enjoy that I like said for like for a long time is do not, especially with the high school and stuff like that. This is very common in high school. Little things like this, small things, not big thing, but it's like don't burn, do not burn bridges. You don't know how many times it's just funny to me to say like, ah, oh, you just burnt that bridge that teacher didn't you? Oh, okay, all right, you have it in a year. Good luck with that. It exactly. made me laugh. And I've had to <laughs> leverage professors and teachers that I from high school and college as an adult. Like I went back and taught at my at my university, all the, you know the university I went to school at, um, and it was because they saw they followed me on Facebook, saw the great things that I was doing. I had a great relationship with my professors, and they were like, "We want you to come back to the university," and they paid me to come back and teach financial literacy. So, building those solid foundational relationships is is very important. Anybody else? I want to add before we before we leave, Sean, to all the people who participated in this class. This is a great, great beginning. As you as you enter the vehicle of the question, the question is, where do you want to go? And it's your life plan that we're helping you focus on, and it never ends. I'm still working on my life plan because I'm at another stage in my life, as well as Sean's at a different stage. So where do you choose to go, whether you hitch your, your wagon to someone else's plan temporarily or you decide to trailblaze on your own, you have a, enough tools from this class to refocus your attention on things that will bring you where you want to go much faster. I just want to also add um, that, you know, sometimes in the beginning of your, of your whatever journey that you're on, people may not believe it. But um, as long as you believe it, 
Um, that's what matters. And, and after a while, even when you're posting on social media, you may not get the following or the support that you think you should get because of your idea, but keep going because there are people that are watching you. And after a while, they'll come out and say, you know what, wow, you really inspired me. Initially, they may not because, you know, they're just still trying to figure out who you are. But trust me, later on, you, you'll start to be rewarded by just how you're inspiring people, but just even the rewards that you're getting from doing what you're doing. So just keep going and keep your eye on the prize. Exactly. So here's what you owe me. We had to send out a survey and complete our survey. Follow us on social media so you see what's going on. Listen to our podcast. Everything we talked about is in episodes of our podcast. And leave a review, please. A five-star review is always appreciated. <laughs> and, and tell friends about our program, about Clean and you know what you thought about it. Let Glenn, let uh, Benjamin know you liked it and you didn't like it. What you have to, you know, just keep us there and just push our initiative. What we're trying to do forward, because I think you know what we're trying to do is make sure that everybody is financially literate. Everybody understands their goals. Everybody understands you know branding, and so everybody can achieve success. And pass on what you learn. Share. You know, important thing is what we do, and Jeff and I do, and even Siri, we try to share. You know, sharing is important. So please continue to share this information and share your learnings all right and i and i thank you all again for being part of this for the last um seven weeks and i hope one day to physically meet all of you all right thank you so thank much you. for everything thank you. appreciate you thank you thank you stay safe thank you guys hi this is janice torres from yo quiero dinero from a local business to a global corporation Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.